Welcome back. I'm Carolyn Stain, and you're listening to Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance. Well, of course, August is Women's Month, and I've been chatting to some truly dynamic women here on Classic Lunch over the past few weeks. And my guest today is exactly that, a truly influential business person and a passionate activist for women's rights. Advocate Brenda Madumise Pajibo, the director of Wise for Africa. And I've got her on the line right now. Hello, Brenda. Thanks so much for joining me here on Classic Lunch. I'm so honored to have you on the show. Good afternoon, Carolina. Thank you for having me. Tell me, Brenda, what were your dreams as a little girl? Because you've got a very, very big career. You're, you're involved in a lot of things. The dreams were never what it turned out to be, like where I am today, right? Um, I think for me, growing up, was I grew up in, in the free state in Belcom. You know, parents who were so-called middle class at the time because they were uh, teachers. It was a teacher and a nurse who had expectations of their children to do well at school, but also inculcate a culture of a strong work ethic and uh, in, introduced extra uh, mural activities and extracurricular activities in like dancing. I mean, I started dancing at the age of four, ballroom in Latin America. Um, so I was kept busy and I needed to, all that I, I knew was that I, I had to do well in almost everything that I was doing. I was told, you go to school, and you do well. And that's, what, that's all that I did. And then what made you decide on becoming an advocate? I think law found me, right? It was never anything that I chose. It, it found me. Um, and this is how it happened. I went to University of Zululand, which was called Ngoya then, to do BCom, right? And um, that year, when I was at, at Ngoya, um, I had the worst lecturers in, in, in commerce and and we never even wrote exams because we had just had many protests at the university and I had to then apply to a different university which was VET and uh, at VET I could not get in for commerce that I had chosen and I then chose law so that, you know that's how I ended up getting into law and to my surprise I found it very interesting, intriguing, and I enjoyed it. And I found that it, whole, it has kept me in good stead over the many years. And with the work that I do currently and before, it, it has been a godsend that I, I chose that direction. You're a powerhouse, Brenda. What would you say was the biggest stumbling block in getting to where you wanted to go as a woman? Many things. Um, I think the society has never been ready to embrace women in their entirety and in their diversity, right? So as a woman, you are measured uh, on a number of things, uh, how you look, how you talk, how you sit. And I found all those things uh, being thrown on my face almost all the time, that I, ca I can't be loud because that's not how a woman uh, behaves. A woman can't cast because that's not what is expected of a woman. Uh, a woman <laughs> has to wear a certain type of clothing, and I was so different because I enjoyed, and I still wear pants all the time. So all those things literally take away something in you as, as, as a woman. Uh, when people keep on telling you that you can't do this, you can't do that. And if anything, I had to make sure that I don't do that to my children, that they become free-spirited and be who they want to be. And we were held back precisely by what society and, and cultural 
practices and norms uh, were being fed to us on a daily basis. Is that what inspired you to begin your work as a gender activist? Let me say this. I mean, I was reflecting on this with Dalimpov the other day because we were at university at the same time at VET. And he was reminding me that, you know, almost everyone at university knew that uh, at the residence that I was staying at, uh, Jubilee Hall, everyone knew that they could not mess around with Jubilee girls, right? And it was always said that Brenda is a protector of those women, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I look at it and I realize that uh, I made it my responsibility and my business to protect many women at that residence, right? The guys, you could not just come in and think that you can take the woman. I, I was protecting even to find out why you date, why you dating this particular guy, right? Uh, so I made it my business to get in, into people's business, only to find that in fact I was I was protecting them, and it just it was natural because I think when I played back, I realized that as a young child, I did not have the protection that uh, that was there because uh, the parents are working and there's no support system to protect you against a bully or any any predator, uh, right? So I I had to learn very early on to fight for myself, right? And and I realized that many other women could have been in that same position. So I, I took it upon myself to protect them at university. My activist work around gender equality and equity, I can say, stems from that. And it has followed me. And there were times when I thought I could get out of it because I saw... At the time, people were not, not, were not hearing what we were saying about just recognizing the power of women and trying to, to put them down on a daily basis. And when I kept on pushing and fighting, no one was listening and hearing. And there, was, there were times where that I, I'm giving up and, and something will, take, will come back and take me back to it. And I'm back full force into it now. Mm. It's Women's Month. And one of the biggest problems facing us here in South Africa is the in- issue of gender-based violence and femicide, which has become a crisis. How do you think we can try to prevent what's happening to the women in our country? Do you think it's possible to put a stop to this? Oh, no, it, it is possible. It is possible. And I and I'll tell you why I, I think so, because in 2020, the silence that used to be pervasive in many communities, in many societies and many homes is coming to an end, right? What we have done with placing gender-based violence on top of the agenda in this country is that it has given women the voice, right, to speak up and speak out, right? And for me, when the, that starts to happen, you then start to see the men themselves also coming up to speak up and speak out, right? And start to understand what are the structural drivers of this violence against women, right? And before, men and women were talking at cross purposes and men thought that they were being attacked or they were under attack. No, no. It was a, a recognition, and it, it's about that recognition from men and acknowledgement that intimate partner violence is the biggest violence perpetrated against women anywhere in the world, right? It happens in, in, between two people who claim to love each other, who claim to be partners in, in a relationship, but the violence that, gets, that is in that relationship is... is, 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 is is unmeasured, right? Mm. It's about and it's often behind closed doors. Oh yes, most of the time it happens behind closed door, and that's why then most women are not believed because it happens 
behind closed doors, and a man with his masculinity and machismo is always believed because we are the problem. So the first question that gets asked when there is a domestic violence issue that 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 raises its head, the first question is that what did she do to to the to the man, right? No one asks the question, what what did the man do to the woman? Most of the time, mm. what did the woman do to the man? So we need we need to change the narrative where we stop looking at the woman as the problem and play and placing the burden on on the women to prove their their innocence in 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 matters of 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 this nature and for men to start taking responsibility for their role in perpetrating the violence against the women Take responsibility. Um, Brenda, yes. tell us a bit about the work you do with the Women's Empowerment Organization, the WISE Collective. So WISE, Wise Collective is a feminist organization that uh, tackles um, patriarchy, misogyny, and uh, uh, toxic masculinity, male privilege uh, in its entirety, right? Uh, and what we, 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 what we do is to go in and take cases, one, that um, are sometimes not easy, but also that people will shy away from. Sexual harassment is a big one in this country. So we focus on sexual harassment. We, we do a lot of cases and represent women uh, who are sexually harassed in, in the workplace, right? And it's, it's shocking uh, what you see when you go through these hearings in, in institutions and you see how little even uh, directors of organizations don't understand what sexual harassment is and how it manifests itself in the workplace. So that's the work we do. We also then also advocate for changes in many, in many ways and we look for solutions that give the power to the women, right? So in everything that we're doing, we, 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 we're shifting the, the burden on the women and, 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 and trying to, to ensure and for people to see women as one human being, but also we, 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 human beings with feelings and women beings with rights, right? We can't continue to take the rights of women away uh, because we think they're women. And that's, that's what we're trying to address, that it's easy to take a, a woman's rights or a woman's rights because you think you control her as, as your partner or you control her as an employee at work. They don't have a voice. So we make, we make sure that we become their voice and we walk this walk with them so that they get the justice that they deserve. We could talk for hours on this subject um, because you are so inspirational and there are many women who are inspired by you and I'm one of them. But I want to know, who is the fearless woman that inspires Brenda Madamise Pajibo? My mother. My, my mother is a fighter. My mother is a entrepreneur to the core. I mean, you know, my mother was in parliament as a member of parliament when the first um, parliament in 1994 during her entire time at parliament, she ended up being a, I mean, she saw an opportunity and became a machonista, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> there were people who wanted to be helped, who do not have um, money, who were parliamentarians, and she decided to, to do that work. I mean, but from day one, as I can remember, I knew that my mother could 
when she comes back from work as a nurse, she was doing people's hair, extra income. She had her first tuck shop, uh, you know, doing that work. She had the first, she was the first woman to do, to bring movies to a small town like Belcom so that we can all watch all these movies from Bruce Lee and every, everyone. There. So I, Oh, wow. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was. She literally operated the um, the projector herself. She bought it herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, she is. She's she's awesome. And kept on saying to me, Brenda, my child, don't ever rely on a man and think that they can. A man will bring you happiness. You need to rely on yourself and do things for yourself. Exactly. So yeah. I'm talking about happiness. There's mu- Music always brings us happiness. And it's time for a piece of music. And you've selected a very beautiful song called Untold Story by Sibongile Kumalo for us to listen yeah. to this afternoon. Why this particular song? First of all, I love Sibongile Kumalo, right? But mm. that song, every time... So when you listen to it, I mean, it's it, 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 Untold Story, that's the title, but the song... And the lyrics are in Susutu, right? So I'm, I'm Susutu. So it resonated because I understand what she was talking about. And and when she says Halima, you know, Halima in, is meaning rebuke. And the work that I'm doing here is about making sure that we, we hear ourselves, we, we stop the violence against women, we stop the corruption that is happening in the country. That song resonates. One, when I play it, I get into a trance because it, it gets to me. It talks to me on, 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 all the time. So when I play it, it, it gets me going. So, and I love the woman anyway. Well, let's listen to the first lady of song, Sibungile Kamalo, with Untold Story. Ah, that's such a beautiful song. The great Sibungile Kamalo singing Untold Story. And that was the choice of my very special guest today, the inspirational Brenda Madumise Pajibo. Tell me, Brenda, with the benefit of hindsight, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self now? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah, Mm. don't be afraid. Um, and before you go, be there's afraid. one question that I've been asking all my guests on the show this month, and I'm very interested to hear your answer. If you had yeah. one piece of advice for the women of South Africa, what would that be? One piece of advice that I would give to the women of South Africa. Oh, yes. man. Caroline, what? <laughs> <laughs> so much needed so this is what advice would be authenticity be authentic be authentic i like that thanks so much for joining me here on classic lunch this afternoon brenda it's been so wonderful chatting to you and i do hope we get to meet in person in the not too distant future Let's do so. That was the director of Wise for Africa advocate Brenda Madumise Pajibo.